Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I have a tactic that we are going to teach you today right here through your ears that will cure your imposter syndrome. You'll be so good. You're going to be selling like hotcakes. And I know a lot of you are like... Wait, we did. You didn't say anything about sales, but for real, this step is required to be unlocked before you have the ability to effectively sell what it is you do. Yep. So the past couple of weeks and months, we've been chatting about this one-on-one service-based experience, right? On where are your clients, where are they not? How do we find them? How do we get on the phone with them? How do we get introduced to them? How do we get referred to them? And all of this stuff, but. There's a big piece internally that I feel like has to be done in order for you to go from, okay, here's all of these opportunities to now these opportunities are landed, right? So there's this giant gap in the middle that a lot of us have a problem with. And that big hairy gray monster is imposter syndrome, right? So what I think is happening, because I too suffer from imposter syndrome, I do not suffer from it in this role and this job but I suffer from it as an artist, right? When I'm creating something with my hands. And I did suffer from it as a photographer, truly, for a minute until I cracked this code and literally flipped my way of thinking, okay? Here's what we're doing right now. Here's what I did as a photographer. Here's what I know that you're doing as a designer, graphic designer, wedding invitation designer, wedding photographer. It doesn't matter, right? You're sitting here convincing yourself that if your work gets better, if it improves in its quality, you will land more clients. So if you're not landing clients, you have convinced yourself that it's because your work is not great, that it's mediocre, that it's new. So then you convince yourself, okay, I need to keep working for free in order to build up my portfolio. I need to say yes to projects I don't necessarily want to say yes to because I need the practice because I'm not that good So I need to get better, therefore, 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 right? So we're just like constantly churning, like 
I have to just keep doing more things in order to get better. And then the glory gates will open and these clients will be like, oh my God, you're finally ready for me to hire you. Your, your, your logo skills are like amazing quality. Now I'm ready. I wasn't ready when they were this quality, but now I'm ready. When you kind of paint it like that, do you see how that's just not the world that we live in? Yeah. No, sure. I get it. You're like, okay, but, but, but I wouldn't hire a photographer that has crappy photos, but I wouldn't, I would look at a designer's portfolio before I booked them. But I, I really need to see some clips from a copywriter before I would even remotely consider hiring them to work on content for me. Y'all, that's not true. <laughs> that's a big old lie. Now, here, here's the thing. I, I do give you credit that in some cases, a stellar portfolio, a gorgeous set of images, a, you know, the best article ever written would make a difference in someone's decision. But people make decisions all the time without that information. In fact, most people are not qualified to judge whether it was good or bad. Most people are not actually in your field that are buying what it is you do. Now, for me, when I went to hire a graphic designer for our business, I used to be a graphic designer. It was a lot to give up that role. I was really concerned about the quality of work because they were replacing me and it was an ego thing. It had nothing to do with <laughs> anything else. But most of the time, that's not what's happening. Most people are not a photographer selling to other photographers to take photos of them. Most people are not other designers selling to other designers. Like, unlikely. Most people are just regular people with very, I mean, let's be frank. They're a little bit ignorant about what it is you do. Their creative eye is not as trained as yours. They don't really understand it. No, they still have fans on their work posters. So like, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and honestly, they don't know good from bad or mediocre. No. And you're uncomfortable because you know, and your Instagram is filled with all these other people that are better at what it is that you do. And when you live in that world... You will convince yourself the reason you aren't successful is because you're not great at, at your job or you're not great at creating the thing. And it doesn't matter. Like I could sit here and tell you it's all imposter syndrome and you really are as good. But you know what? No, Sometimes girl, you don't need to be good. You could be crap at your, your work. I don't give a shit. Because, <laughs> okay. I want you to sit here and think for a second. Truly. Yeah. Like, pause for a second. We all... When you were just starting out, you were six months in, right? To designing logos, business cards, websites, brochures, whatever. I was six months into taking pictures of anyone and everything. So at that point, you're following other designers, photographers, writers, all this stuff, right? And you have people in your own town or in your arena that you're looking up to. And there's always at least one. There's oftentimes more, but there's always at least one. One person you know who is freaking crushing it. And you know, she's got clients coming out her eyeballs. She's making way more money than you. She's super busy and loves it. And you look at her quality of work and you're like, literally, how? How are you booking so many people? Like you just use like this 
level five vignette on this wedding photo that was taken at an angle. The roses are red and everything else is black and white. What, how are you making more money than me? How does she have more clients than me? And, and then <laughs> I remember doing this though. Like, yeah, right. I, honestly, I probably did this more than I said, this other person's better than me. Often the conversation is this person is actually kind of terrible. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would actually think this person sucks. How yeah. are they making more money than me? Yeah. Like I said that all the yes. time in my head. So how, so how I want to break it down. Literally, what is the difference between you who are probably better at what it is than you think that you are? Oh yeah. You're way better this, than you think you are. This junk person over here. It's not that they're a junk person. They just have no, a no, junk, they're junk product. They're junk product over here. Right. And you're just like, literally your eyeballs are popping out of your head about how, how did they even upload that on Facebook right now? Okay. So we're comparing these two, two amazing human beings who I have both been and looked at. I've been both of those people. Okay. How are they making more money than me? How do they seem to be progressing further in business than I am? Are they just more confident and they're able to just like sell poop to people? So it doesn't really matter. Okay, here's the difference. They have learned the tactic of switching what they're selling. So instead of saying, I'm selling high quality wedding photographs to you, how can I show up as the unique human being that I am and offer this service in no other way that anyone else can because I am the only version of myself? How do we internalize? the way that we're showing up and serving people instead of making the quality of work do the serving. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think here's the thing. Well, first of all, let me just tell you, I sold thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of design work with no portfolio online. Not that I didn't have a portfolio Not that I didn't have previous work, not that I couldn't necessarily do the job, but I didn't put one online because I didn't like how my old work showed up and I wanted to work with different types of people. And so, and you all have been there. You're like, this stuff's from when I was doing X, Y, Z, and it's not really applicable to like the kind of person I want to serve, but you throw it up there anyway. And then you're mad with the only type of client is the kind of client you don't want because they're more like the last person you worked with. So first of all, stop it with the portfolio crap. Like it, it's just not necessary. I think like having your portfolio, the the myth of that in this world is the similar myth that like, you know, when you guys were in high school and everyone was super concerned about your GPA, like the GPA mattered when you were leaving high school to get into college. And then so that myth continued. Everyone cares about your GPA. And unless you're going to grad school, no one gives a shit about what your GPA is, right? Like as long as you're making enough to graduate, like literally no one cares. There are very, very few professions that are going to hire you to ask you, what is your GPA, right? And they're probably the ones that should actually care about what that is. But it's like what one person, like it's an insanely low amount of places that actually do that. So I think like it's true for like two instances over here, just like a portfolio is true for two instances over here. But in the 98 other instances that might come about, it's not true. Yeah. So like... (laughs) For instance, I 
was a trained graphic designer. I did all this work that was in the graphic design space. And then one day someone's like, can you do a website? I guess. But I I had no idea what I was doing. But I had like they liked me. So it didn't matter that like I didn't have this huge web background that they hired me anyway. I think the only time it would have mattered is like if I was falsifying something that I simply couldn't produce, period. Right. Don't freaking lie. That's not what we're talking about. What I want you instead focused on... Okay. I'm just going to walk you through an example because this is the one that I gave this example on many, many webinars ago when we were we were just starting out and we had our very first product ever. And I gave this example when I was teaching you know, in-person selling tactics and how to sell yourself and the experience and all of this stuff. So as a photographer, right, you could go in and you could literally talk about like, literally, here's what I deliver and look at how great these are and how beautiful I edit things and blah, blah, blah. And to someone who's needing pictures can either like them or not like them, that that's not in your control, right? They either do or they don't. And if they do, they might hire you. If they don't, they're probably not going to hire you. So that's out of your control. I would rather have more of that process in my control. So what I would do instead is research, right? As a photographer or as a graphic designer or a copywriter or whatever it may be, you know the value of what your industry, not necessarily your job as, as Emily, the photographer, but I know as a photographer, what photography does to a family to your confidence level, to your marriage, to your kids, right? I know literally the scientific backed research on what it means to hang a picture of your family in your hallway that your kids grow up and see. I know what it means to marriage rates when you actually take time to invest and spend money and spend time getting those quality pictures of you and your spouse and your partner. I know like the actual studies of children's effects in school when they see pictures of their parents in their home, of their grandparents, of their family, of their siblings, of themselves, of their house, of their space. I know the value of what all of that brings to even stories like when you're making an adoption book, like what we had to do, right? All of the pictures that I had to put in there to showcase who we were as human beings. You guys know the memories that it brings up when you even see Facebook memory pop up on your time hop, right? And you're scrolling through Instagram or you get your chat books in the mail and you're scrolling through all of those like selfies that you took with your dog or your kids progressions or whatever it may be. So I would talk about that. I would share that story. I would quote those studies and I would talk about the value of having photography, period. Not even good photography, but just photography, period. And so what my goal was to get my potential clients sold on the idea of investing in photography as a smart idea and something that they as a smart human needed to do. Ultimately, I wanted them to do it with me. So then I had to like, here, I'm going to show up and here's how this is going to work. And I'm fun. And you know, our personalities are meshing or whatever it may be. But that was the after. That was part two of my conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you have to attract people by being yourself. Like you attempting to change your style, change the way you talk, change the way you dress, change the way you act, change the way you anything is going to make you a very uncomfortable person. And, you know, I tried. Like I remember 
saying, I don't like my portfolio and I want to work with more feminine brands. And like, I want to have this like beautiful, dainty, like presence. And would anyone describe Abby as dainty? (laughs) (laughs) The girl who trips over air on a sidewalk (laughs) and falls flat on her back with that. Is that, is that what dainty means? No. So, you know, you know who I actually am? I'm a little bit loud. I'm a little bit obnoxious. I say what I mean. I'm blunt. I'm colorful. My closet's a little whimsical. I try things that are a little bit out of the box. I'm willing to make mistakes. I'm willing to try really fucking hard. And if you are that version of yourself rather than trying to be what you think you want to be, like, It's the same as anything else. It's the same as like wearing clothes that aren't you and then feeling like shit because they're not you. Like I thought it was going to suck the soul out of me working. Well, it would have just simply (laughs) by working at Walmart, but I had to wear blue every day. I literally hated the color blue and I had to wear it every day to work with fucking khakis. And I (laughs) was tired of wearing khakis because I wore them in parochial school for my entire life. And so khakis and a blue shirt felt like the death of my soul. So do you think it felt better to come home and put on a hot pink t-shirt or, or do you think I felt better at work? Like pretending to be someone I'm not. (laughs) I mean, ultimately Walmart wasn't for me, but you know, (laughs) and I want to give you another example of how this actually played out in, in my experience as a photographer, when I started untapping this level and this way of selling my work. And when I started to ease out of imposter syndrome and and what that truly did Mm -hmm, for me. But mm -hmm. so I'm a photographer, I'm a new baby photographer. And I had convinced myself, this was before I learned how to flip this on its head. I had convinced myself that if I get better in my sessions, shooting my clients, if I get better at posing them, I will get higher quality photos so they I will book more people, right? And at some point, this is true. You need to know how to take pictures of people if that's what you're doing. But so I bought posing guides, right? I bought family posing guides. I bought the kid posing guides. And I would try to burn those images on my brain on like, okay, so they stand like here and they put their hands here and they do this. So when I'm in this session, I'm going to pull it up on my phone and then I'm going to try to arrange them in this way and take the pictures and it's going to turn out exactly how this other photographer's photo turned out. That is literally just not how my brain works. For the life of me, I could not remember the poses. I couldn't figure out how to make it not awkward. I didn't like how they felt. So guess what? The images I didn't think were that great. So then I couldn't like convince them to order them or buy them or get them, right? And so I was like still stuck in this disconnect. So when I learned, okay, let me focus on actually creating a different experience instead of selling a quality of work and having great posed people in your sessions doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hire your quality of work if you don't truly know how to pose people. So what can get me out of that? Here's my hack. I literally then rebranded as a lifestyle photographer. Guess what? She's the anti-pose photographer. I'm going to have you run around in your kitchen and make chocolate chip cookies and I'm going to take pictures of your family while doing it. I got myself out 
of the thing that I thought was holding the quality of my work back. So then people could look at my photos and say, well, none of those are pose and she poses really awkwardly because I then just rebranded myself as a lifestyle documentary type photographer. It took down that barrier for me. It took down that, oh, this isn't a quality image because maybe one person running over here is blurry and everyone else is doing this. But I then retold the story of what I was capturing, right? These weren't your pose family pictures that you get every holiday to put on your Christmas card. They're not. They're the pictures that you bring the photographer in your house to document real life, things that you don't want to forget, things that you probably don't have the time to put into that scrapbook. So let me be the person to come in and document that for you. This is what your family looks like today. No apologies, no excuses. And that story and that pain point got more people to book than me perfecting poses. So I want you to really think about what is it that you're attracted to about what it is that you do? Like not, not, I want to try to be this kind of whatever designer or photographer, whatever, rather than saying, I want to be like blah, what are you already like? What do you already produce? What is it that makes you excited? What is it about your work that has you like, you know, what part of your process are you like, this is my favorite part of the process every time. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I remember just like my jam was finding the perfect photography to align with a brand because I felt like if the photography aligned with the design, then it upped the design quality like exponentially, which is why I ultimately had Emily in my business because for those of you who don't know, I ran my own business and I liked the, Emily's work. And so I hired Emily and then ultimately we ended up owning the business together where she was creating very specific photography for every client. And I remember, oh my gosh, like we were working with this salsa company and the salsa company had been around multi-generations and they were making lots of money already. Like they they already had a successful business. Their, their product was in stores across the Midwest and they were about to go nationwide. But the problem was they never caught up to the 21st century. They had no website. They had no social presence. And not that a salsa company needs like a huge social presence. Like you're either going to buy the salsa and like it and rebuy it or not. But say you did like it, say you did, like you grew up in Kansas City and you love that brand and now you live in Texas and you want to know if they sell it in any stores near you, like there wasn't a way to find that out. And so we not only built a website where people could have that discovery process and like go back to the roots and like get part of their childhood, but we had this photography session that was like the most special experience I've ever had with a client. It was so dreamy. Like it felt straight up like out of a movie where like there was models and like they had, we had the right props and the right things and the white, right people cooperating. And honestly, if we had just kept doing that, I would have been so content Mm because I loved every bit of it. Like it would, it made my design look so much more expensive. And the process was not necessarily difficult. Sure, it was time intensive, but like, not difficult. And so I'm not saying you need to go out and create the best photos to go with your design. But like, can you talk about here is what I love about a project. I love the synergy that's created when you have the perfect images that align with the design. And here's how it changes things. Here's how it gets people in the right mindset. Do you think there's stock photography out there of someone having like a taco party with their family that happens to have your product in the middle of it? No. So we have to create it. So but that was a story I could tell someone and all of a sudden they were like, 
oh my God, like they just wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to be a part of the experience and they could tell my enthusiasm and my joy and the things I loved. And so it's not about trying to be like anyone else. It's about discovering what you love about what it is that you do and doing more of it. And when you're selling and when you're getting in front of people, you're talking about your passion with passion. <laughs> like you're what? <laughs> you're talking about your craft in a way that's just like powerful and exciting and something people just want to be a part of. Because when you are in your element, like a hundred percent, when you are truly yourself and you're not trying to be anyone else, and you're talking about something you're passionate about, people want to be around you. Yep. Period. I just pulled up that Salsa website because I just had to go see those pictures again. And you guys, we'll link them in the show notes because it is beautiful. And if you want to see the photos that I took and we styled, guys, like they're amazing. Tell them the name of the the website. Yeah. So it's SpanishGardensFoods.com. Spanish Gardens, multiple gardens, foods, multiple foods, Dot com. We didn't decide the business name. <laughs> decide that URL. But it is a, a, you should read their about story. Their history is amazing. It's an amazing Kansas City brand that's expanded now and they're everywhere. Their taco spice, it is so good. And I literally use it in everything. This is not sponsored by Spanish Gardens, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but, for- but yeah, their homepage photo we took, if you scroll down on their homepage, like all of the photos that you see on their homepage, we took and Atlanta brings but back like, some memories. Ultimately, the website, if you took away the photography, you, right, right, it would be a, it's the, just the basic most website. basic website you've ever mm-hmm. seen. But mm-hmm. the photography makes it look like they spent twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. And hired like a high end, you know, boutique to manage it. Yeah. I mean, yep. we were high end, but we were not $40,000. Nope. And, and truly like that was knowing the experience we could create for them. The result that we could create for them gave me the confidence to say yes to that product. Because here's the thing, like even within working with that company, I my craft got better because we worked with them for a long time. We did their in-person session in Kansas City, this modeling styling session, which was super easy for me to shoot because it was really lifestyle. That That's what I knew how to do. And then it was my job to take individual product photos of all of their clear jars of salsa. And it, for my photographers listening, you know how hard it is to photograph glass. And so my craft grew in quality as I was shooting more and more of their products because they had quite the lineup for me to do. And so it's one of those things where it's like, let me do the thing that I'm most comfortable with and I know how to provide for you really well. And then I'll figure this part out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hadn't really, I mean, I had designed or like managed other photo shoots before, but not in this capacity. This was definitely like a stretch for me. But now like the way we ran that photo shoot impacted every other photo shoot we had after that. Absolutely. Because we would almost say like non-negotiable, this is how we work with you. Because we worked with a couple of other food brands after that. And it was like, we have to have a styled shoot. We have to create a story about your brand. Like that's what we're good at. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like it makes me miss it. But (laughs) 
I want you to be attracting your clients by being so like, like dripping with enthusiasm. Like you don't sound fake when you're, cause I guarantee when you, you truly believe in something. Yeah. When you truly believe in something, I, I guarantee you, if you, you listen to my passion about this, you're going to look up this website and you're going to be impressed. And I'm, and it's not because I was a, fucking amazing designer. I was a decent designer, but I had a passion that was like lit on fire with this project and it showed. And because of that, like the the company was so happy and like, it's just going to bleed into everything else. So ultimately what we're trying to do, it, it's not necessarily a mindset shift. It's, it's just a, a thought reversal. It is less about the quality of your work. It is more about your passion for the subject and your passion for the process and you selling yourself, which is really just like being yourself, but talking about what it is that lights you up, what it is that gets you excited about doing this. And if you're missing that, because there is definitely periods of my design like background where I was like, I literally hate all of you. I don't want to talk to any of you. Why did I say yes to this project? I've been Uh there, okay? But if you can acknowledge those as seasons and you can say, okay, next time, if I could change something about this process or I could change something about the work that was produced or if I could have worked on this aspect instead of this aspect, it would have been better than if you just acknowledge it, the simple act of acknowledging it is going to allow you to make shifts towards doing the right thing. Like one of the things that I remember being big for me is I got really frustrated the more there was like a committee of people making decisions. And most people can relate. Like if <laughs> if five people have to approve a website or copy Gross. or whatever, disgusting. Yeah, we've had those clients. And when there's like more than one, when there's like three people who are making the decision, just poke my eyeballs out. Right. But you can learn from that and say, okay, not only am I going to be myself and talk passionately about who I am and what it is that I do, but I can make the own my own rules. I can say, I don't care if you have a committee. My one point of contact is you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you need to run it by anyone else, I only take feedback from you. And I remember this being a game changer. We we worked with a nonprofit and they had like, I'm not even joking you, maybe like a, a committee of about 15. But... The project definitely took longer than I would have liked because there was more people involved. But the simple act of only talking to one of those 15 people made the process bearable. And it made it easier for me to like step into my element and be like excited about what it is that I was doing because I only had to please the one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'm encouraging you to do today is start to begin to think about how you can flip how you are selling the thing that you offer upside down. Take it away from 
I sell websites. I sell branding, logo design, photos, copywriting, whatever it may be. I produce this for you. And instead, I want you to think about what is the story behind how you serve and ultimately deliver that final product. So that thing's not going to change. Your skill set is only as good as it's ever going to be right now today. If If they're hiring you today, it's going to get better tomorrow and next week and the month after that. But like, you can't make it any better than what it is right now, right now. So like sit in that for a second and begin to provide something outside of just the deliverable. Yeah, because you could sit down and the way you do it could be, you know, science. It could be really numbers or qualitative focus. Like it will increase your customer attraction rate by 15% or you will see a return on investment by X. Or it could be story. It could be all about a customer journey, like the thoughts they go through. It could be an experience, like all of it, it's irrelevant. I don't care what it is that you're ultimately selling. But if you have a passion for it, if you focus on you, if you quit trying to be like that one person you've convinced yourself (laughs) is the solution and just be yourself and like get really excited about being yourself all over again people will want to work with you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.